thought she was I think I turned it yeah. off. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Please join me in the call to worship. I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet are standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Peace be within your walls and security within your towers. For the sake of my relatives and friends, I will say, Peace be within you. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your good. <clears throat> want to draw attention to the announcements in the bulletin this week. We don't have a lot, but there are a couple of things that are very important. We will be collecting for the uh, backpack meal, $6 a backpack today. And this evening at 4 o'clock, the Simpsons are hosting a farewell party for David and Maura Stewart as they are leaving to go back to Canada soon. We hope you'll be able to join us then. I invite you to look at the announcements in the bulletin. There are a few coming up. Anything else anybody else has? Al? I mean... Nothing else? And let us worship the Lord.
We pray God's abiding and loving presence among us this morning. The Lord be with you. Holy God, God of John, Elijah, all the prophets, in Christ you came to lead us in the way of everlasting life. Set our minds on holy things so that we may have the courage to take up the cross and follow you. Through Jesus, our Messiah, we all say together, Amen. yourself that quiet, peaceful spot, the one where you are comfortable with God, perfectly at ease with God, that spot where you can hear God speak in silence. Let us keep silent for a few moments and listen for our God. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. It is only by the power of God that we are able to stand against evil. So my brothers and sisters, trusting in God's grace, let us together confess our sins. 
Merciful God, we confess that we have not followed your way. We protect what is dear to us and neglect what is dear to you. We preserve our own way of life and profit at the expense of others. Forgive us, God of grace. Show us the error of our ways and guide us back to your path of righteousness, justice, and peace through Jesus Christ our Lord. Once again, enter that silent space and offer to God your own personal prayer of confession. We conclude our prayer together. Now stand firm in your faith, covered by the saving grace of God and ready to proclaim the gospel of peace. In the name of Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. And since we are forgiven, fully reconciled to God through Jesus Christ and by the power of the Holy Spirit, we are absolutely free to be at peace with one another. May the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. And also with you. Please share signs of Christ's peace with your brothers and sisters.
Well, well, the choir is traveling. We're going to have um, we're going to have a word or two together. But I thought we'd we'd interrupt this parade and go see Benjamin. Come here, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. Come on over here. It'll be fun. It's okay. Wouldn't you like to meet a baby? His name is Benjamin. Benjamin, this is Sarah and Emma and Rebecca. And there's Raymond right there. Hey, Ben, <laughs> I just thought, we don't get to see Benjamin very often lately, uh, but I thought since we were all together today, you'd like to meet him and welcome him. You know, the best part about being church is being able to meet all these people and to say, they're my friends, they're my brothers and sisters. Do you know who invented friends? Guess. We're in church. Guess. God invented friends. It's one of his best inventions. When God created people, oh, look at that smile. Oh. Yes, he does. Oh, I love that smile. When God created people, God created people to be with each other. And the best way we are with each other are, is, is in church when we get to meet and be with our brothers and sisters in Christ and meet new, new friends that we didn't even know we had before. <laughs> oh, I wish you could see this. What would you like to pray for today? Actually, let me start the prayer and you can fill it in when you need to at your part. You may not even, uh, yeah, we'll just pray. The Lord be with you. Most holy God, we give you thanks for one of your very best creations, friendship, especially friendship as we find it here in the church, where we can be friends unembarrassingly with even little babies and young girls and everybody. We give you thanks for this community of friends that we call church, and we thank you for Sarah and Emma and Rebecca and Benjamin. Especially we pray for today, Jesus and God. And babies laughs. All of the very best things are from your, your own hand, God. And we give you thanks and praise each day for every good thing. In your holy name, amen. That was quite a snort there. Yes, it was. All right. I can see there's going to be no competition today. We pray the Spirit's illumination of the Holy Scripture. O oh God, light of the minds that know you, life of the souls that love you, strength of the thoughts that seek you, help us so to know you that we may truly love you, so to love you, that we may 
fully serve you, whose service is perfect freedom, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. The first scripture this morning is from the book of Genesis. It's chapter 2, verses 4 through 25. And thank you for the large print. (laughs) Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all of their multitude. And on the seventh day, God finished the work that he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all the work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and hallowed it, because on it God rested from all the work that he had done in creation. These are the generations of the heavens and the earth when they were created. In the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, When no plant of the field was yet on the earth, and no herb of the field had yet sprung up, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was no one to till the ground. But a stream would rise from the earth and water the whole face of the ground. Then the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being. And the Lord God planted a garden in Eden, in the east. And there he put the man whom he had formed out of the ground. The Lord God made to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life also on the midst, in the midst of the garden. And the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. A river flows out of Eden to water the garden, and from there it divides and becomes four branches. The name of the first is Pishon. It is the one that flows around the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold. And the gold of that land is good. Bedillium and onyx stone are there. The name of the second river is Gion. It is the one that flows around the whole land of Cush. The name of the third river is Tigris, which flows east of Assyria, and the fourth river is the Euphrates. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to till it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, You may freely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall die. Then the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper as his partner. So out of the ground the Lord God formed every animal of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called every living creature, that was its name. The man gave names to all cattle and to the birds of the air and to every animal of the field. But for the man, there was not found a helper as his partner. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man, and he slept. 
Then he took one of his ribs and closed up its place with flesh. And the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. Then the man said, This at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. This one shall be called woman, for out of man this one was taken. Therefore a man leaveth his father and his mother and clings to his wife, and they become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. The word of the Lord. Our gospel reading this morning comes to us from St. Mark. This is chapter 1, verses 16 through 20. And if you'd care to follow along in your pew Bibles, you can follow on page 867. As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you fish for people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he, Jesus, went a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in their boat mending the nets. Immediately he called them and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. This is the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Okay, maestro. <clears throat> I want you to... Nope, 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 nope. Oh, this was so perfect. What? Re rewind it. I did. Thank you. Pay no attention to what's going on behind the curtain. I want you to picture this, if you will. It's, um, picture this beautiful, blossoming spring meadow. Perhaps it's waving a little bit in the breeze. And on one end of the meadow stands a beautiful young woman. And on the other end, edge of the meadow stands a beautiful young man. And all of a sudden, they look up and they see each other. And they begin running toward each other. And then you begin to hear the music playing. They're running in slow motion. have to give some credit where credit is due. The um, script, 
was produced by me, and I planted that in your brain, I hope. It was, um, the music was scored by the wonderful Etta James, and thanks to our sound engineer, the lovely and talented. But the story is based on God's story, of course, that we hear in the creation story in Genesis 2. When God sees that man is alone and says, it is not good for man to be alone. And so after a few fits and starts, God creates woman and man says, at last. This is a song of recognition of life's partner. At last. This bit of scripture is, in fact, the oldest story of creation in the Bible. There, too, you know the one that's most familiar on the first day, God said. This is the second story of creation, and it is, I think, the most charming. And when we get to this part where man is finally given his partner in life, well, we have taken this bit of scripture, I think, over the years to describe a particular partnership, the partnership that is between two married people. We use this as our model for marriage, rightly or wrongly. We also have used this particular portion of scripture to subjugate fully 50% of the human population. I think we're getting over that, at least in this country. But I think I want to take this bit of scripture a bit beyond all of that. And I want you to think of this scripture as a description of a community of God. This is the creation of community right here, where one person sees another person and says, at last, you're the one I've been waiting for. Hear me out a little bit. In this story, we know that God took from the dust of the land, Adama in Hebrew, and fashioned an earthling, a dust man, Adam. We know that God blew air into that man's nostrils, and then we know after a time God fashioned the woman out of the same stuff as man. The dust that man was, God created woman. And as I said, everything about creation kicked off at that first moment when the two people recognized each other and the man wrote a song at last. God made people to be together, to be with each other, to recognize in every person you meet that one thing, that one person God made for you to be in partnership in a community that God has created and blessed. Now, in the scripture, what we take away is this. This is the person with whom I'm to spend my life in partnership, helping each other, sustaining each other, stewarding creation together, praising and, and serving God together. But if we leave it just as a description of the relationship between two people in marriage, we've restricted what God did in that moment of recognition at creation. We need to 
bust that open the way God has for us. This is a description of the birth of a community in partnership with God, to nourish each other, to support each other, to sustain each other, to help each other, and to expect the very same thing from the other. This is a partnership of creation. We have been created to be partners with each other and to be partners with God in creation. This is what I call a partnership of blessing. This is what happened from that very first moment of creation when the man recognized the woman and said, at last. And God had them bless the world. We are the descendants of that very first community. And we share within the partnership of blessing that God created for them. We are to be a community of blessing in partnership. God meant for this to happen. We are meant to live with one another and with God in partnership. And we bless the world this way, too. At least that's what we're meant to do. And blessing flows out of that Trinitarian image of love, loving God, loving self, and loving neighbor. And since that love is a lifetime commitment, the work of blessing in partnership with each other is also a lifetime commitment. To be in partnership in blessing means that we have committed to support one another as we seek to bless and to expect that the blessing of the world will have a transformational effect on the world. To choose to be in partnership in a life of blessing is to choose a life that is the antithesis of the state of emergency under which so much of the world lives now. The partnership of blessing that God created is at odds with the state of emergency. And there are images of emergency everywhere, aren't there? We see them in the news, we hear about it when we talk to our friends. We can think of refugees and barbed wire and polluted rivers and retreating glaciers and city council members that will not talk to the city. That's not a partnership of blessing, and I apologize for that uh, political announcement. <laughs> We can choose to live in a state of emergency. We can choose to be ruled by emergency, or we can choose to live a life in a partnership of blessing with each other. We can choose to be married to emergency. We can choose to have an emergency be our cause, our reason for being, our reason to get up in the morning and work late into the night, or we can choose to be in partnership, in the partnership of blessing. Know this, there is nothing like a good emergency to get your blood flowing. There is nothing like a good emergency to get tongues wagging. There is nothing like building a state of emergency brick by brick and gigabyte by gigabyte that will exhaust a human being to the point where the human being is a pile of nothing and alone. Or you can choose to be in partnership in a life of blessing. To choose that as your reason to get up in the morning and that as the reason 
to keep your blood flowing. Because a life of blessing is a life in partnership, and it is not a life alone. God saw that man was alone, remember, and said it was not good. Building, maintaining, and sustaining a state of emergency is a diabolical effort to keep you, to keep me, to keep all of us from our true purpose, which is to love God, love neighbor, love ourselves, and bless the world in the manner of Jesus Christ, who is our chief partner. Friends, I have to say, I believe the states of emergency under which the world operates is the curse of humanity. Yeah, we've brought a lot of it on ourselves. Sometimes the responses that we have made in the state of emergency have been appropriate. But emergency has taken over the world. Emergency is constant, it's continual, it's unrelentless. And it will keep creation separated. Will keep creatures separated from one another so that at the end of each and every long day, emergency will have succeeded in making us alone. But it is not good to be alone. That's why God created people to be together, to be in partnership with one another, to recognize that in each person's face that we see every day is the one person I need to be in partnership in blessing the world. We do need each other. We fundamentally need each other in order to carry on this partnership that God created at the very beginning. God sees the states of emergency that we have created, that we have built, that we maintain so carefully. And in the midst of the state of emergency that historians call the Pax Romana, God gave us himself. God came as Jesus Christ to show us how to be partners in blessing again. And we know in Christ that the blessing of the world continues and will finally transform the state of emergency we live in into something far more beautiful. Maybe even a spring meadow. I don't know. And maybe even around that meadow we'll all be standing in one big circle singing something hokey like, at last, my lonely days are over and love has come around. It's a partnership we're supporting and it's one worth singing about and it's the song that God has given this church today, at last, to Godly's glory, now and forever. Amen.
please be seated. As a partnership formed by God in the image of Christ to be a blessing to the world, we continue our acts of blessing in the giving and the receiving of gifts. Today we also receive a special offering for the $6 a kid backpack program or the $6 a backpack kids food program, which is starting up in a couple of weeks, by the way, for the school year. So if, if you are of a mind to share your generosity in that way as well, we certainly encourage you to do so. I invite the ushers to please come forward to receive our gifts. Most holy and blessing God, take not your hand of blessing from us. Strengthen us instead, refashion us by the power of your Holy Spirit to be the blessing you intend us to be for the transformation of the world in Jesus Christ. We ask that the act of blessing we make today in this giving and receiving of gifts be found fruitful and good in your sight. We ask, too, that you multiply these gifts and bless us as we take these gifts into the world. In your most perfect name, we pray all things. And together we say, amen. Thank you. Please be seated. Except, um, go, this is, um, we're about to convene a meeting of the congregation. 
I know that um, the choir has a bit to do, so this is what a bit. That choir is going to sing an anthem in praise of God. Forgive me for that. <clears throat> My words are not coming out the way I wanted to. We had to, uh, Karen, who is our, our clerk of session, Karen Diggs, is absent today. So the, the bit of session that was here this morning uh, elected a temporary clerk. Gail is our temporary clerk. Uh, our opening prayer will be the anthem, the opening prayer, well, the opening prayer of the, con the convening of the congregational meeting. Okay, where are you going to play from? Okay, so I'm going to call this meeting to order. Go ahead, choir. And then I'm going to ask um, Alfred, would you, the, if active members raise your hand, and Alfred, if you would count the active members of the church, please. We need 16 for a quorum. I think we got it. He's going to get you. 21. We made it. All right. So I'm going to keep the magic number 21 in my head so we can note it later. Our opening prayer is this anthem. Our closing prayer will be the benediction. <clears throat> 22. Thank you.
no other meeting opens that way. That was wonderful. <coughs> the number was 22, Gail. It was amended. Somebody, somebody came in. Um, we have two items of business only before us today. We cannot add or take away from that. The first item of business is to elect, to elect an at-large member of the nominating committee. Now, normally Karen Diggs, who is rolling off of session, and because she's rolling off of session, is moderator of the nominating committee, normally she would be the one presenting the candidate. Well, the person we identified wanted to do things a little bit differently and prefers to be nominated by his best bud. So, Mike, I call upon you, please. After discussing with him, I nominate John Hackworth to be the member at large. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> you second a thank you. I uh, and and bef but. I'm, and you agree to it, correct? Okay. Um, now, I do have to call for uh, other nominations from the floor, and that's good and appropriate if you have one. Now, I'm going to ask three times, and if nobody, uh, then I'm going to ask for the nominations to be closed, okay? So, is there another nomination from the floor? Is there another nomination from the floor? It's looking good, John. Is there another nomination from the floor? All right, I'm looking for a, a motion to close the nominations. Paul, make that motion. We got two seconds. Um, I'm going to ask if you are in favor of closing the nominations. So say aye if you are in favor of closing the nominations. Good. The nominations are closed. We're left with not left with, my gosh, can I say a kind word today? I am so sorry. John is, is our uh, nominee, or the nominee of this congregation to be our at-large member of the nominating committee. All in favor of electing John to this post, please say aye. Are there any opposed? Please say no. Thank you, John. I really do appreciate this. And so does, it was a tough campaign, he says. <laughs> Thank you. The nominating committee will be at work searching for um, two, two elders to serve in the next class uh, of, on session. All right, this is our other item of business. I tried, I put a copy of this in last week's bulletin. This is um, an item that must come before the congregation because it modifies the term of our mortgage. There are many things going on with the mortgage right now. I'm just going to recap uh, some of them, and, and uh, if you have questions, this is the time to ask them. The first thing is, the presbytery is going to pay... A one, make a one-time gift of $37,500 on the principal of our mortgage. Right now, the principal is about 106-ish. Is that, that good? 106-ish. So they're going to make a one-time payment of $37,500 on our principal. 
The second thing that has transpired is that our mortgage company has agreed to extend the term of our mortgage by five years, thereby avoiding a $56,000 balloon payment. Okay? This is the part that you're going to vote on, is that you agree essentially to those terms of the modification of the loan. That's the therefore be it resolved part. Now are there questions? I have painted this with a very broad brush and there may be details that's, that, that you have, detail questions that you need to ask. And fortunately we have people other than myself to answer those detailed questions. So are there questions? Bunky. The interest rate was in fact lowered um, earlier this summer to three and a half percent. And that was done for all holders of, of uh, promissory notes with our mortgage company. Good question. Reduced from 5%, I think, to 3.5%. You want to make the motion? Okay. Oh, question, Todd. That is a good question. As part of, part of the modification of the loan, there are fees that we accrue. Um, it has been estimated at about $500, and that will include re-recording the note. What are some of the other things, detail people? Do you remember? We have to record, uh, we have to re-record it. So yeah, there are fees that will accrue, and we have to pay them. Good question. Good question. Yes. Thank you. I don't know if you heard, Diane, the fees are document preparation and recording fees. So the 106 that will be, does not include the payment by the presenter. That's correct. So they'll just make a one-time Right, thereby reducing that $106,000 as of the end of August. sure what, what procedure they actually used. Uh, uh, there was a sale of church property in Newport News, I believe, and the Presbytery leadership has decided, made the decision to split the proceeds in a manner that helped. There are four churches that in the, in the Presbytery that have mortgages, and they're using that gift more or less equitably between the four churches. That's, that's as far as I can go on. I don't know anything further. Yes? Um, well, we, first of all, we don't receive it. The mortgage company will receive it. That's happening. It could have happened. I, I, I don't know. Between now and December is our hope. Um, I don't know when, the, when it's actually being made. Pat? It, it might well be. Payment payments, it might well be, but if you um, notice the certification statement that follows right after, we are not modifying, revoking, or rescinding anything that is in this document. So, I, 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 yeah, it came to a, yeah. Yeah, it's, and, as, uh, and that's a really good question. There are, in, in the minds of at least a couple of people, some grammar or perhaps spelling errors in this. 
but we don't want to change it because it came to us from the mortgage company. Okay? So we won't know what the monthly payment is until all this is out. John has an idea of what the monthly... Didn't you have an idea of... Six seventy six hundred eighty dollars. Yeah. But also keep in mind that this this last year we've only been paying interest of four hundred and fifty dollars because we got a one time one year. Thank you for bringing that up. Which ends the end of November. Todd. It's before. The gift has not yet been made. Are there any other questions? This is important, so make sure you're clear. Or Lee? Oh, all right. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Stewardship Committee. Thank you for that clarification. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I, and I want you to hear this as as a, a gift of grace from God. Not only is the Presbytery making this wonderful gift of, of money, is this is a validation of the ministry of this church. I want you to hear it that way. All right. Otherwise, well I don't I can't I can't I can't make that speculation. Hear it as, as a validation of our ministry. Thank you for the additional explanation. When I was contacted first about this, 
I, as you, you, I'm like, oh yeah, great, take it. And then wiser minds are saying, but what about this, what about that? All of the questions and answers you've heard today, I hope address any concerns that you have. Paul, did you have something else to say? Are there any more questions? Then, then what we need to do is, 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 is have a motion before us to adopt this resolution, this therefore be it resolved. And this will be our language. So can I have a motion? Thank you, Pat. Is there a second? Thank you. I've heard one from Todd and from Mike. We've done things the way we always do things, a little bit uh, out of order in that we had the discussion before we had the motion, but I don't think you care. Neither do I. Um, but I'm going to ask if there is any more discussion on this. I want you to be really, really sure it's a big deal. All right, I'm going to ask for a vote. And I pray God whispers in your ear the vote God intends for you to make. It's not for me or anybody else to, to decide for you. So all those who are in favor of this, please say aye. Aye. Are there any opposed? Please say no. The ayes have it. The motion carries. Thank you. Um, I need a meeting, to, a, a motion to adjourn the meeting of the congregation. Do we have a second? Okay, there's no discussion for this one. All in favor to adjourn the meeting? It doesn't mean worship's over. To adjourn the meeting? Okay. Any, any opposed? All right. We will conclude in prayer and praise of the Lord our God. Um, and that's with some prayer, I think. And that baby, where is that baby? That baby is so, that baby's a church baby. In our every trouble and every need, we look to the Lord, who is the giver of our daily bread, who is the God of abundant grace. So we pray for every person, everything, every circumstance across the world. We pray for the church. We pray in thanksgiving for the validation of our ministry. And we pray that you strengthen us to follow Christ more faithfully, denying ourselves, taking up his cross, and devoting our lives to your glory, O God. We pray for the world and the states of emergency that reign over the lives of refugees and foreign governments, of floodwaters and drought. Help us all to heed your voice of wisdom, to discern your blessing as we call out for compassion and peace, for righteousness and justice on this earth. We pray for this community. We especially pray for our city and its leaders. Let our prayers be a blessing and not a curse. Put out the fires of destructive gossip and dispel the poison of venomous rhetoric. We pray today for our loved ones. Especially today we pray for Joe.
Hear the cries, O Lord, of all who call on your name. Deliver them from entanglements of death and destruction so they may walk again in the land of the living, full partners in blessing. Generous God, as you provide for each of us each day, nourish and strengthen us in faith and faithfulness so that we may share your grace in a hungry world. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, the very bread of our lives. Amen. And as the bread of heaven still teaches us to pray, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. you are called to leave this place in peace, to recognize in one another the partner God gave you to be in blessing for the world. At last, at last, we are not alone anymore. And remember this, take this blessing with you. May the love of God, who is the creator of all of life, 
and the grace and peace of Jesus the Christ who shows us the way to life, and the communion and fellowship of the Holy Spirit who sustains us each together in this life be with you now and always. And let the church say, Amen. Amen.